Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Hey, what's up, y'all? We, we back. We are back. Yes, we are. Wow. What's going on? What is going on? It is a very gloomy fall vibes day. Yes, it is. It's one of those couch rotten days, right? Do you realize that we are Twinkies with the LV beanies? No. We both have Louis Vuitton beanies on. I just grabbed gray because I'm wearing a gray t-shirt, so I wanted to match. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. And then my Adidas one is dirty. I, I worked out in a sweat. I'm not going to put, put that back on. Oh yeah, no. That's so funny though. We're like little Twinkies, but Twinkies. it was cold. It's yeah. all vibes. Yeah. Yep. It is. Fall that's what, vibes. That's why we got coffee. Cheers. You, oh, look at you with your festive tea. mug. All right. We got to plan that so that we don't take a sip at the same time. That's no bueno. Yeah. We just timed it. We got to time yeah. it better. You have not shaved. This is the first time no. I think I've ever seen you with the grow out. I'm saying if I feel comfortable with it or not. It's like I it is. I like it. I don't want to look old now. Why? Because there's grays? Yeah. I still no, want but, that youthful look. No, but I like it though. Let's see if I get used to it. Oh, man. I forgot to turn my phone on Do Not Disturb, but now it's on. God, I, the amount of notifications that I get constantly is Annoying. on my nerves. Yeah, I bet. It's on my freaking nerves. I don't have those set I, up. I can't function. I have most of them off, I think, but I just, I don't have no notifications oh set. Hell God. no. When I come back online after doing this podcast, whatever, I have so many text messages, so many notifications. I get overwhelmed sometimes and yeah. I end up, I'll go into my DMs. I'm sorry, guys. I have to admit this. I'll go into my DMs and hit delete all. Yeah. I Damn. do because I just get stressed it, it because I don't, I tell my, that's why I tell my clients, fair warning. I tell my clients, do not send me a DM if you are a paying client because there's no guarantee you're going to get a response. Yeah. At least you warn them. I know it's bad. You know, what's funny is, is you sound like Joe Rogan. He says the same thing. comes out of his podcast. His are long, two, three hours. Yeah. And he has freaking tons of text messages, then Instagram DMs, and this and that. I don't have the bandwidth to answer to everybody. Don't. And then people get mad when he doesn't get back to him in a timely manner. He's dude, I'm busy. I'm sorry, yeah. man. Don't get offended. I'm busy. The guy has a podcast, has a comedy club, works for the UFC. That dude's busy, man. You know what? One thing I do that I, another thing I cannot stand, I know a lot of people are into this, but group chats. Oh yeah. Me neither. I delete myself chat. quick. I, don't I be part of that. silence notifications on group chat. Don't include me in group chats. I hate group chats. Yeah. I cannot stand yeah. the thing. And then like everyone has to like do the emoji, like to, to express and do, you know how you could do like a, a heart next to the comment or whatever. And you get yeah. A notification for everyone has to heart the comment. It's too much. I know, right? It's too much. It's, it, this is why we have anxiety in this day and age more than ever. Sensory overload is yes. what I call it. Too much. It is. It's You only got so much bandwidth. That's what people don't understand. Your brain only has so much bandwidth. You know what? I Someone described it, and I love this description. It's every time something happens, it's an open tab in your brain. It's like too many open tabs. Oh, you know what I mean? I got to yes. close the tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Close the tabs out. Oh, that's a good way. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So you start getting overwhelmed. Wait a minute. I got so many tabs. Open. Oh yeah. Then I just close the whole browser and yeah. you're like, Oh, I'll figure out which, what was important. What wasn't. That's funny. Damn. Yeah. So that's the way you operate. <clears throat> that's the way I operate. Sometimes so I just get overwhelmed. Don't DM her, you guys, and don't no, get offended if she doesn't get back to you. No, I don't say don't DM me, but just don't get offended if I don't get back to you. I do think that I get to most of them. 
I do, I do think I get to most of them, but every once in a while, if I get really behind, Mm -hmm. I do a delete all, or if I get, if it's more than 99 messages, it goes into a plus 99, like a sep, it separates them. You got, you be having plus. Yeah. What? Oh Oh, yeah. I would get overwhelmed too. I might have two or three plus 99. Yeah. I'd be like, oh no, hell no. That's a lot. Oh yeah. It's very stressful. Yeah. It's very stressful. Damn. All right. So we fasted. We fasted. Good job. Good job. You handled it. Remember? This is your first one in a very long time, and you did a long one. I have not fasted in years like that. It wasn't very hard. I did not. It was not a struggle, to be honest. It was nice to not have to figure out what I was going to eat on a day that I was busy doing lots of different things. Yeah. That's the main thing is stay busy. On the, if we're going to do that, keep yeah. yourself busy and moving. Don't stop and ponder it because your stomach will, it, it's going to get hungry. It's going to test you, but you're not going to die. I don't know. I never really got like super hungry. Like I'm hungry. Did you get the nauseous feeling at all? I hunger? did. Okay. But it's I got normal. nauseous. No, I don't. Time. No, I don't think it was from the hunger. I got the oh. nauseous because I took magnesium because I still wanted to sleep good. Yeah. And on a very empty stomach, magnesium did not like, didn't sit well. But I didn't, I I actually get hungrier on days that I eat because when you fast your blood, there's no insulin. Yes. No spike. There's no, there's very balanced. That's why people fat. That's why fasting could be good for somebody who's has a high A1C or type two diabetes because it really like you're giving your body a break from insulin. It's actually also good for someone who has insulin resistance because when you give your body a break from something, it reduces the tolerance. Yes. So you become insulin sensitive again. So I'm actually less hungry. So what that tells me is my hunger a lot of times does come from it's blood sugar related. It's blood sugar related, maybe a little insulin resistant. I don't think I'm insulin resistant now, but definitely in the past. And that's why berberine helps me so much. Hey, be proud of yourself. You you didn't crush donuts crazy today. You had your little serving and you were like, I'm good. Your old self would have went for more for seconds. You controlled yourself. Yeah. So Coming you, off of a fast. Yeah. So you brought donuts so to loop them in. You brought donuts home and I had one donut and a half a maple bar, but I'm going to have another donut. I'm going to have another donut and another, the other half of my maple bar. And that's it for that. And then a cheat meal, but it's very controlled. I don't feel like I really wanted to do this and really document like how, or pay attention to how I feel. Like I don't want to, I don't like the feeling of not feeling in control of my urges, my cravings. And I was a little afraid, okay, is fasting an entire day going to then make me lose my shit on Saturday? Yeah. But I don't feel that way at all. I feel extremely controlled and I don't, I I just don't feel that way. I wasn't sure, to be honest. I'm always experimenting. I do these things, you guys, to experiment. One thing I did say that I'm not comfortable with, I personally am not comfortable with having a crazy eating day. And then correcting that eating day by fasting afterwards. That to me, in my experience, working with clients and stuff leads to some disordered patterns and behaviors. Don't think it's a a good idea for most people. So I personally wouldn't do it. I would never do that where I try to fast to, to wash away the sins from previous. 
now, but fasting, you know, before my cheat day and having it still a controlled cheat day, but a little higher in calories, because I, like I said, I do like a flexible calorie tracking where I balance out my calories for the whole week. So I have in a deficit, I have 10,500 calories a week. So because I didn't eat anything yesterday, I have more calories in my bank account. Yeah, but can't they combine their Saturday calories and Sunday calories and get it all on Saturday and then just fast Sunday to offset it for Monday? But I don't behavior. Yes, technically on paper, but behaviorally what that leads to is it'll be like a, oh, like when you have a weak moment and then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'll just fast tomorrow. I see what you're saying. And then you start. Sure. Initially you have control. But slowly, like now you start using it like, oh, shoot, I overate today. Yes, you start using it as a crutch. I've seen it with clients. They, it always ends bad. It always gets yeah, out of control. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And they start <clears throat> using it as a punishment almost. And you're not supposed to do that. It creates disordered relationship and feelings towards food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be really careful with that. That's why I personally thought, okay, so I'm not a fan of that method, but let me do it in reverse and see how I feel. Now, You, everybody is different. Somebody might feel out of control the next day and yeah. want to go ham. I absolutely do not feel that way. I feel like I no, feel fine. No. Even this morning, I felt fine. I was on my way to get donuts. I felt good. I told myself. I didn't go, I didn't go crazy. Sometimes I go crazy too, but nah. Me too. And what did you- One and what, a half. What did you weigh? A 165.4. So it's your lowest ever since you were a 7.8% body fat. Yeah. Leanest ever, period. I've never been this lean in my life. That's crazy. I know. And I'm almost, what, 49 years old? Yeah. It's insane. Macros. I know. Tracking and watching and putting in the work, getting those steps and everything. It's all coming together. Yeah. Lots it works. Steps. Regardless, you're in menopause. I'm in menopause. Yes. Macros still yep. work. It still works. Yes, I don't know do. what else to tell you guys. I just read a comment. I came across a page and I was reading a comment and Chick had a plethora of excuses why she can't lose weight. She says she's healthy and clean, but her weight keeps going up and she's blaming menopause and this and that. And somebody piped in and said, sweetheart, if you just eat less calories, your body will lose weight. Right. She said, no, but, but this, but sweetheart, there's a lot of thermodynamics. Right. That hasn't been debunked yet. It's truth. It's true. <laughs> it, the problem is the People menopause side of energy. They like, they create this fake energy. Like all of a sudden your body gains weight. I, holding water is one thing, but it just doesn't start gaining fat and weight. I don't know. Out of thin air. No. Sorry. No yeah. hormones going to do that that I know of. Yeah. No, it yeah. doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't. Because so. it can't create fat out of nothing. It has yes. to have energy the, source, the, the source, source the yes. substance to yes. create the fat. Exactly. The fat cells. So Anyways, you know what is true though about fat cells is once you have them. So the more the more fat you if you gain a bunch of weight and then you lose weight, the yeah. fat cells that you created when you gained weight remain. They uh, just are emptied. The only time they are completely removed is through like surgical procedures like liposuction and stuff. So the fat cells, they'll empty, but they will not they don't disappear. You wow. know what I mean? You still have them in there. I wonder if we're ever going to create something medically that can get rid of that. Liposuction. Uh, something better than that. That's oh. very invasive. Very invasive. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Something. I'm sure they will. We're getting, we're getting smart yeah. with medical science. So I weighed in at 120.5. So that's officially 11 pounds. 11 pounds since July 31st. I would guess that I probably have <clears> lost <throat> 15 pounds since the end of June. 
because I it took a month before I had the nerves to step on the scale. Yeah, you were scared. So I probably lost four pounds before I stepped on the scale. So I was probably up to 135, but documented it's 11 pounds, 11 pounds. And today is exactly two months, two months. That's not, that's pretty fast. That is a lot of people be like 11 pounds in two months. That's it. That man, it's not easy to take weight. off. I also guys. would like to say for the record, especially of a frame off of a small woman. It's not like you've got excess body. Okay, but I would also like to say that when I said I needed to lose 10 pounds, Everybody freaked out. Like, you don't need to lose Tim. Uh, I've lost it and I don't look, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. everyone had this assumption that I didn't have 10 pounds to lose, but now I've lost it and I don't look like emaciated or no or overly thin. No. I just look fit. Yeah. So it just goes to show you people have it in their head. And when they say these things like yeah. you don't need to lose weight or right, you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know exactly what it comes off of. Yeah, clearly I did. It comes off different parts of the body. Some off the legs, some off the sides, some off the waist, some off the face, the arms. Not You don't just get skinny all of a sudden. People yeah. think you get all sucked up. Same thing with me. I'm laying down, but I don't get too skinny. Oh, here we yeah, go. I don't know. I, no, I got muscle. I'm not getting skinny. Yeah. Anyways, you asked me a question that I thought it was a things that make you go earlier this morning because our yeah. my daughter's boyfriend his grandfather passed away and he was they were wearing black they went to the services and you just asked me a question that I thought was so interesting like why do people wear black to funerals? Yeah. So I wasn't sure. I think it's different in different cultures by the way. Yes. But I did I wanted to look it up cuz I'm like that is a good question. It dates back to the Roman Empire. Oh. When someone would die, that the symbol that you were in a mourning is they would change their white togas for black togas. Oh, yeah. So it just adopted. It, yeah, just it's that's when then. it dated back to the Roman Empire. But then they also said they they believe that the Queen Victoria in the UK, she was like a style icon during her reign, and mm -hmm. I guess when her husband Prince Albert died, she wore black to the funeral. And then she continued to wear black veils for the rest of her life to, as a symbol of respect and to let people know that she was a widow and mourning. Oh. Then it made me think of something. When I was growing up in, in our, my culture, my parents' culture, the Portuguese culture, when somebody passed away, if you were a widow or someone very close to you passed away, yeah. not only do you wear black for the funeral, you wear black for about a year, at least a year in mourning and respect for the person who passed away is to let people know that you are in mourning. Oh, Because my mom, when my grandmother died, I remember going with her to the store and she had to buy a lot of black clothes. And she explained to me that she had to wear black for a year. Oh, something new you just taught me right here on this podcast. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So I think it's just like a sign of respect i think yeah. but i think it's changing i think other cultures i've seen white in other cultures yeah and in a lot of cultures now the whole tradition is celebration of life yes instead of funerals yes i so, like that me too you're, you're you're going to the next realm the next level you completed your mission here yes we're left behind mm -hmm. we're sad we're going to miss them but you got to think they completed their journey they're going on to the next journey yeah they graduated mm -hmm. that's no, how other cultures look at i've seen some documentaries on, on tv and stuff about it you know how I try to look at it is they, whomever passed away, mm -hmm. they are, they're good. 
They're good. They're the ones that are good. It's us that are in the pain and the sadness that are left behind. Yeah, because are we crying that they're in pain? Because they're no longer in pain. Like, that's what. That's the only thing that makes me like be able to even just stomach my mom's death is thinking, okay, she's good. It's me who's hurting. And that's okay. If it's me course. who's hurting, yes. I'm okay that I'm hurting. Yes. She's no longer hurting. No. But then I start dwelling on the fact that when she was here, she was hurting. Yes. You know what I mean? And then that bothers me. Yeah. So was my mother. Same I go, thing. I know. I go down these freaking rabbit holes sometimes. Life. And they're at peace. They're at I peace know. now. They completed their journey. But I found a video and I listened to it the other day and I clipped it into a small clip. It's of her laughing. And then she said, and that's it, Janine. She was giving me a recipe when she was in hospice and she laughed. And then she goes, and that's it, Janine. That was the last time she said my name wow. ever. Crazy. And I have it on video. Because she slowly, shortly after that, she didn't speak anymore. Yeah. But she laughed and it was, it's when I played it like 10 times yesterday. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that I have this clip. Alyssa recorded it. Oh, wow. Yeah. What recipe was she giving you? Rice pudding. Oh, rice pudding. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Okay. Hot coffee topic. We are going to talk about the Golden Bachelor. Oh, Let's talk about him. Let's talk about it. So we did watch it. I Yes, you made me watch the show with you. <laughs> it was interesting, though. It was cool. It was interesting. I felt for the guy, man. Like, I, I felt pain for him. Me His too. story. Did I felt you, gutted for him. Did you notice that they really wanted to show him putting his hearing aid in? They really made sure that we saw him putting his hearing aid in to make yeah. sure we knew how old he was. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I did a little bit of research on why they did the show. So apparently they are, they're trying to revive like primetime television because primetime television is not what it used to be. No, it's not. People don't go, yay, it's Thursday night. Let's watch our show because people are streaming. They're watching shit when it, when they want, how they want, where they want. Yes. Not on their televisions in the living room with the family. Nope. However, the people that still are doing that are people that are older, the boomers. Yes. So people in that age range still watch television. You're right. You're right. And so they thought we should do more shows that are geared towards people of this age range. And it's a test. Yes. To see. You could think about it. Uh, even you say you, you hardly watch network TV. You do. You watch a lot of YouTube these I days. I know. I totally transitioned. I never Me thought too. it would happen, but it, I did. But the show, so that's what they did. I even heard that the showrunners for the show researched like the demographic by watching Golden Girls. Really? Yeah, to just get hip with the lingo and the things that like people of that age talk about. And I don't know, it was interesting. But my information on the show, so I liked it. I feel like they kept that chick Kathy because she seems like the catty one. Remember the one who kept making oh, comments? Yeah. She's a hater for sure. She's, yeah, she's 100%. just a, she's a what, what do you call her when, in Spanish? What would you call one of those? What are they called? Machismo. What are they? Machismos. Mach- oh. No. No, chismosa. Chismosa, yeah. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Just blah, blah, blah. blah You're blah, supposed blah, blah, to blah, blah. figure it out. I know, chismosa. Yeah, that's what she seems like. Yeah. I will say I called, I knew that he had an instant connection with the woman he picked for the first impression rose. Oh, yeah. I called that. They were really looking deep into each other's eyes. The interesting thing about this versus, because I've watched many seasons of The Bachelor, what I felt that's interesting is you can tell these women have depth because they're older. Think about it. They have gone through some shit. Oh, yes. 
They've seen um, some divorce, shit. Divorce. Yes. Death, death of a husband. Yes. Their children, like sickness. Yes. They've, you could see they're deep. And yes. I think a lot of that like emotion is going to come out. So I think it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be really good. Oh, yeah. But I was a little bit turned off by how many kisses this guy's going to. He's just going to kiss all of them. I don't know. It just felt a little like I'm he, watching my dad or he something. He probably doesn't know any better. He's just new to this. He's new to the game. Like, kinda. dang, he is already kissing multiple women already. Yeah, he's getting excited. We, he's never had been in this position in his life. I don't know. I felt awkward. I just yeah. felt, it felt awkward. Like I was watching Love is Blind also, and there was a lot of kissing in the, it's just so uncomfortable, like hearing people kiss like constantly. The whole episode was the couples kissing. It was freaking annoying. Man. Yeah. But Golden Bachelor, I liked it though. That So my review on it, I think it's going to be good. I do think they are going to make, they're going to trump up some drama for sure, just to make it interesting. Of course. I think that's with The Bachelor, if you um, follow like, previous seasons and stuff, they do keep some people as like production picks. They're production picks specifically because they need a certain cast. Personality types they in need, there to stir yes, the pot. right. There's always that one or two in there to stir the pot. You have to, or yes. the show would be boring. If yeah, they were all right. sweet and knitting. I think that the Jimmy Kimmel thing, so if those of you didn't watch, they had an 84-year-old woman who was like cracking jokes and she fell asleep. She was Jimmy Kimmel's aunt, and I think that was a, a plant. Like, that was a skit, skit. right? Yes, I think so. Because entertainment. They went and they checked on her. She fell asleep during yeah. the whole thing. But one thing I did notice, and they did point it out, but I have heard this before about Bachelor shows, is those rose ceremonies are all-night ceremonies. And they did not do the rose ceremony until the morning. Damn, how the hell they stay awake? Those women were up all night long. I would be, I would be suffering. I would be in trouble. I'm I'd wake, be like, screw this, I'm I, out. I'm waking up at... 4 a.m. You know what I'm saying? How the hell did you stay up all night? Like, yeah. yo, what are you going to give me? Jack and Think about it. There's 25 women. And if he's got to talk to at least every one of them for at least 15 to 30 minutes per woman, that's Damn, hours. Dude, you're right. That's, oh, that's hours exhausting. and hours. And I, hours. I wouldn't want to be in this position. That's exhausting. Yeah. Different personality types, cattiness. Oh, man. That's tough. You better not go on me soon, babe. I don't want to. Don't put me in that position. I know. When they were talking about being widowed and stuff, I'm like, oh, man, I do not want to be. How do we do this? I did read just. You I know just, how we do this? Exactly what we're doing right now. What are we doing right now? Yeah. What I was going to say is I saw in People Magazine, there was a couple. They're 91 years old. Both of them, they were holding hands in the hospital. I saw that. Both in their hospital beds. Mm -hmm. Cute. And one, uh, they were both in the hospital together. One died and the other one died a week later. And I'm like, that's perfect. That they both died at 91. They had full lives. Yes. And they died pretty close together. Yes. They didn't have to live without each other. No. Now they're, now they're happy together again. See? Yeah. That's, Their spirits are connected again. That is. It's like a, it's like a fairy tale story. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. That's heart-wrenching is that there's one. If you're in a marriage, one of you goes before the other. I know. Unless you no, pass no away together. There's no guarantee. Awful. I'm pretty sure I'll go before you, though. Why, you always say that, babe, but I think you jinx me when you say that. No. Why do you say that? What makes you say that? I don't know. I'm older. You're a year older. I have had blood pressure. I lost a cousin to a stroke at 40. But Very you young. have... I have that chasing me, too, but, but I just got to stay healthy. But yeah. Yeah, my goal is to, to both, stay healthy. We both just got to stay healthy. That's it. No choice. There's no choice in the matter, but stay healthy. We want to be together a long time on this earth. It's the only way. I know because the thought of it, when I, when he told his story about his wife, 
43 years. He, you, it's, oh, the pain day. is palpable. Yeah, 43 years. He doesn't look like he wants to replace her, but he wants to move on with his life. He's still here. He's youthful. I know. So it's hard. It's, it's tough. It's hard because it's like you, after he, it's been six years. So yeah. he's ready for a companion. I could see that he's still pretty young. I would think, yeah, you need a companion. Yeah. And if he, he stays fit, works out, watches what he eats, he could go live another 20 plus years. Yeah. You don't have to set limits. All right. Moving on to the hold my coffee topic. All right. So hold my coffee is. Somebody made a comment on my video about eat, don't, what are you feeding your family if you can't eat what they're eating? Uh-huh. Someone made a comment. So April Dawn 396 says, I don't know if you've never met a child that only will eat three or four certain foods and they refuse to eat anything else. That would be hard for some people. But so here's my take on that. So the conversation was about... Being having to track macros and how am I supposed to feed my family and still track my macros? Yes, I have. I had a child who's very picky. My son, very picky. He only liked like chicken nuggets, chocolate chip waffles, like very few things. Simple okay? to like you. Rice. Rice. Um, so in that situation, there's still a solution because obviously then you're not going to eat what they're eating anyway. Because they're eating the kid food, the chicken nuggets, the yeah. cheese pizza, the yeah. So yeah, yes. you didn't eat that stuff, did you? I didn't eat what they. Ate. I didn't eat what he ate because exactly. he only he had like that yeah. palate, that kid's palate. So yeah. yes, to answer your question, I do understand what you're saying, but then there's still a solution for that because you still won't be eating what they're eating, and it's even easier because then you can eat whatever else you want, and then you can track it. Why do people feel like they're pigeonholed to eat a certain way and, like, and they have to eat what everyone else is eating? I just Like you eat your way, I eat my way. We're going to eat together. Your son eats his way, Alyssa eats her way. None of us eat the same. Okay, here's my thing. My thing is if you want, do you want to state your problems or do you want a solution? Hello. Because there's, Zach. I think there's just, there's two classes of people. There's people who just want to have problems. Yes. And there's other people who just want to focus on the solutions to their problems. Yes. I want to be in that group. The solutions. I, I know. Because the other ones are the people who complain about their weight. Or they don't feel good. Or this or that. But they don't want to do nothing about it. And then you tell them if you do this, this, that. And they always have a but or rebuttal. Listen. Put the fucking fork down and, and calm down in your eating. How about that? That's it. How many, how much simpler do you want it? You guys you want to be pampered and you want a hundred reasons why you're messing up on your diet or eating. It's all on you. You got yeah. to be accountable to yourself. I'm accountable. Exactly. I know exactly why I put on that menopause weight. Why did you put it? I was doing like what I caught myself doing in that vlog the other day, picking a lot, starting my cheat days early, yeah. not moving as much. I was scaling back on my workouts because my bladder, skipping out on steps. I was... Drinking alcohol. What did I do? I gave up alcohol. That's and and what did the alcohol do? The alcohol made me eat more when I was under the influence, and it was empty calories. We, so it's we like were, those we, are all the we, things I've done. Luckily, we made a pact to stop eating chips when we we're out because yeah. we were smashing chips a lot. And that's a lot of empty calories you we didn't track. So I knew it wasn't a, it wasn't the hormones or any of that. Yes, ultimately, yes, those things led me to have the cravings and all of that. I get that and I relate to that. But at the end of the day. It still was food that entered my body of my own choosing. Yes. I, nobody held me down and shoved the food in my mouth. I was trying to outrun the 
the scale and feel like, oh, maybe I didn't do that much damage. My jeans still fit. Well, the jeans still fit until they didn't. And that's when you knew you had a problem. Yeah. Houston, you're like, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, I knew it. I knew I would have, I knew it. I felt it. Like every Monday I would wake up going, okay, this week's got to be a better week because this weekend I know I pushed it a little bit too far. And I felt that every week, but then I was in a bad mood and then my, I was leaking and then. Yeah. And then on top of other things, you have personal sh- things going on in your life as well yeah. on top of all that. Oh uh, yeah. It's just, it's a but, lot. But what did you do to switch it? What did I you mean, do? I mean, I just, I was, I just uh, decided to be really accountable. There Not only was I accountable to myself, I went public with it. You know how hard that is as a nutrition coach? I'm on here twice a week after week preaching. But how many coaches do that? How many? We'll go online and go look. Zero. People never, they don't hold themselves accountable. Or they pulled old, post old pictures of themselves. You know, what the, you know what people will do? They will go in hindsight. They will like maybe now would be the time I'd be telling you guys, well, you guys, I have a little confession. I had gained weight and now I lost it. But usually they don't tell you in the thick of it. Like nope, I came out right. in the thick of it yes. and said, I stepped on the scale. It's not pretty. I got to do something about it. Yeah. I just laid it out there. And honestly, that's what helped me because I just took accountability for it. Yeah. And also you took it on the chin. A lot of women, even men, but a lot of women don't fess up to their shit and don't take it on the chin. They'll, they'll give you a hundred reasons why that pick is edited, but they won't take it on the chin and be accountable. Just yeah. saying. Just saying, y'all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to comment corner. Comment corner. All right. This one comes to us by Inspired by Christ 3877. She says, can you do a video on how to attack certain body fat areas? I am higher on the scale I am at the higher scale of the healthy BMI for my height, but can still grab some fat. Thanks for your wisdom. Okay. I responded to her and I think, of course, she didn't like the response. I don't like the response either. I wish this weren't true, but you cannot spot reduce fat. You cannot spot reduce fat. It it just, you just can't. And so unfortunately what that means is you have, if you have a certain stubborn area you have to keep going and losing body fat until that is gone. The only other solution is because a lot of people will say, then I'll be too skinny. I'll have to get too thin or skinny in order to get that one stubborn area off. The only other solution would be surgical. Yeah. So I will say that is probably the only time that something like these liposculpting or like liposuction type procedures are beneficial. It's for people who do it not for weight loss. They do it for sculpting and precision type stuff. So maybe genetically you just seem to hold on to a little bit of body fat somewhere in one particular area, say your arms, but you feel good everywhere else. You like the way your body looks and feels, but you just don't like your arms then that would be a, you'd be a candidate at that point for the surgical procedure yeah. or just accept your arms if you don't well, want to get thinner. But the truth is that you can't spot reduce fat. So please nope. run for the hills. If you are following any Instagram accounts or any influencers or trainers that coaches. are telling you do this exercise for back fat, do this exercise for chicken wings. Wrong. They are they, I don't know where they got their certifications because it's one of the first things you learn. It yeah. just, doesn't work that way. If you want to know where the body fat's going to come off of, look at your mother, your sisters, 
your grandmother's genetics. It's usually, it just genetically more people are predisposed to having fat in certain areas. And also it depends on where you're at reproductively. So if you are still in your childbearing ages, fat that it stays more in the lower part of your body. And then as your estrogen and progesterone drops, the fat accumulates more in your midsection. Ah. So it's not only genetic, but it's also based on where you are at. Are you in menopause? Are you in your peak reproductive era? Or are you an estrogen dominant person? Those are the people that are going to be like pears, pear shaped, very bottom heavy. So your hormones do impact where weight goes and comes off of as well. Wow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. A lot to learn. Yeah. So estrogen, it's all based on like your ability to procreate and be attractive to the opposite sex. Isn't that crazy? We saw something on that, remember? Oh yeah. I've done a lot of reading on it. It's all based on, so when you are men, look at women like, like chemically they see a woman that has a, a high waist to hip ratio yes. and their hormones are telling them that woman is someone who can have my babies. Yeah. She is a woman. That's how you know it's a woman. Yeah. And she is someone who is in reproductive years. When we are in menopause and we put on weight, we put it on in the midsection, our waist to hip ratio goes away. We are no longer, someone will not want to procreate with us. I, I I'm not trying to be... I don't know. You I don't want to be insensitive. Yeah, but no, this no. Is, this is literally. Don't take her word for it. Go, go do your own mm-hmm. homework yourself, like she did. But we we saw shows and it's stuff. It's scientific, on this. like it's scientific fact on that's been proven. It's how yeah. we know, like it's how people are attracted to each other that are procreating. Don't you ever wonder why? How is it possible sometimes when someone it's so difficult to get pregnant for some people, but some people they have sex one time and they're pregnant. I know. Like it's because they were attracted to each other to have sex that day because she was fertile. Oh. The body is giving off the pheromones and the chemical reactions yes. and all yes. of that stuff. The right lubrication is happening because the body knows it's fertile. And so that's why like naturally, like animal, it's just like animals. How do animals know when they're in heat? And it's all. They do. And they have their own like calls and everything, yes. certain mating calls. Joe Rogan talks about that certain deer season. He knows when it's mating season because yeah. there's certain noises they make. It's just crazy. So it's all based on all of that too. But yeah. back to the, we, and we went on a tangent. Yeah, we can't did. spot okay. reduce fat. No. And I'm sorry if that's bad news, but it yeah. is. It's yeah. frustrating. I can tell you though, as a menopause weight gainer now, I can, I've never gained so much weight in my midsec. All of that weight came off. Yeah, we're- my midsection, but not externally. I didn't gain the weight subcutaneously. It wasn't that fat, squishy fat. Oh, it was the internal fat. Which is my, worse. My whole body, my whole organs, everything was pushed forward. And now I feel just so flat, like everything is back where it belongs. If it's different than I've gained before, for sure. Very different. Wow. type of weight. What an experience. It's good you're so in tune with your body too. And the reason for that is because in menopause, when your progesterone levels are down, when you put on weight and your progesterone estrogen is down, you the, the weight goes to the midsection. That's where it goes. Wow. Yeah. This girl's teaching me science over here on the mm-hmm, podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. women's hormones. And look what happens to us too. And I'm not ashamed to talk about it. My testosterone levels came back low. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty like, impressed that I'm able to accomplish what I've accomplished with low levels. Could you imagine me with normal levels? 
which is crazy. And I tell you, it's fucked up that we get that men, our testosterone so goes like down. 25 year old, it norm- oh with, my. what's their testosterone? If yours was 380, what's like a 25 year old's so testosterone? So a normal for my range is 500 to 899, they say. So let's slash that in half. They're probably like 1,500, 10,000 wow. plus for a or more. Wow. I wish I knew. I wish I, because the 25, that's when I was at my strongest, my heaviest bench, 405. I was a monster in the gym. We should have Tyler go get his results so we can see. Uh, Just see what his is because he's 26. Dude, that's a, he should know. He should know. Why not? A lot of young guys don't get their levels tested, but he should know just to know. Yeah, you should know. Why not? Because he might be even low for his age. That's interesting. All right, moving on. Let's see. Oh, I don't know how to say this name. Anik Duport185. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but it is on the screen. She says, you guys, I can't begin to tell you how much I appreciate your podcast. You are definitely a major part of my success. Thank you. Thank you. You are part of our success. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) If you are listening, you are a part of our success. And we greatly appreciate it. The next comment is Taylor May 1985. And she says, your podcast, especially and vlogs as well, has really helped me. I've been at a plateau for probably a couple months. I felt so defeated and was trying hard not to give up, but I didn't know what to do to shake things up. And I found you guys a few weeks ago. It boosted my confidence and has given me great advice on things to change. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing. It's working. You do not know how much help you actually are being by sharing your knowledge. You make everything so realistic, doable, and I really appreciate it. Thanks from the bottom of my heart. Wow. All you got to do is I keep saying flip that switch, man. Yeah. Everybody has it inside of them. So flip that switch, you yeah, guys. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for Thank you. sharing. That's yeah. why we do what we do. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. We try to just motivate what we can or inspire you guys. Like, hey, wake up. It's not too late. Trust me. Don't tap out. Don't believe that. Don't believe I'm this age and that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. No, that's a lie. We're living proof of it. We're shit. I'm coming 49 in January. You're 48. Yeah, I think I, what I really want to hammer home is... Don't be that person that just focuses on all of your problems, limitations, roadblocks. Yes. Focus on solutions. And we've talked about that statement before. We've said this, but it needs to be repeated because that's what I see as the problem. People just focus on. They do. The, they just state the problem. Always. It's okay to acknowledge the problem. But then your focus and time spent should be not dwelling on the problem, but should be on, okay, now how do we fix this? Exactly. What are the solutions? Yep. Great rewards don't come without sacrifice. So if you're not willing to make sacrifices or whatever, then sorry. Exactly. But, but you do have to think of solutions to your problems. I have, and we all have to remind ourselves, and trust me, I, we're not sitting over here like perfect. No. But I have to, I do that to myself too in everyday life on other things. That's okay. I have this problem. How do I fix it? Yeah. How do I get around it? What do I need to do? What can I, what are the solutions to my problem? And then guess what? You'll start solving your problems and you can start checking boxes. And all of a sudden you're moving, you're going somewhere. And don't do too many things at once. That's what you always say. Mm-hmm. Tackle one thing at a time. Get that onto the next, get that onto the next. All right. And the next comment comes to us from Shannon Taylor, 8533. And she says, you and Mike are the best. I have a question for you. Can you talk about your 100-pound weight loss maintenance over the years and your personal journey? Thank you. I really wanted, I really sat on that question because I wanted to really recall and think about so that I can answer this really accurately and honestly, like how I lost that weight and how did I maintain it? Yeah. 
And it's interesting yeah, because- Yeah, because you never put it back on. No, and I never really talk about that. And so I thought, wow, you know what? I talk about losing it, but I don't really go into how I maintained the weight loss. But I do want to go into, because as I was recalling how this all went down, I did have a memory and I want to make sure I share it and be transparent about it, okay? So my personal weight loss journey was, I was 20 to almost 23 years old. So Tyler was already, I had Tyler already. And not only did I not lose the pregnancy weight, I had lost some weight initially when I had him. And then I started to put back, put on weight again. So I didn't really start my journey until he was a year and four months old. And it was on January 1st. It was a new year's resolution of mine. I was just miserable. Yeah. And I just, I had read like in a magazine, 1200 calories a day. That's what you need to do to lose weight. I was like probably 200 pounds at the time. Damn. Um, and I just thought 1200 calories. Now, obviously now knowing what I know, I didn't have a lot of knowledge. So knowing what I know, I was, that was really low. Yeah. You're a young kid. You're that, a baby yourself. Yeah. Were that you, was 23. Yeah. Yeah. You're a baby. That yourself. was really low. That is low. But I did have a cheat day every Friday. Ah, what so did that consist of? I always Cheetos. Cheetos? I loved Cheetos. I was like a Cheeto. Hot or cheese? No, regular Cheetos. Oh, regular Cheetos. A big grab bag of Cheetos. Big grabs. I remember those. I would always have it ready to go. So I always had Cheetos and then just whatever, like fast food. I was into fast food back then. So I'm still into fast food. You're just, yeah, who are you kidding over here? I was like, hold up. Hold up. I'm about to call your ass out. We had McDonald's not too long ago. We're not going to ever change. That's that kid in us. I Come know. on. We grew up on okay, it. Okay, whatever. So but I liked fast food a lot back then too. Yes. Anyway, so I probably had McDonald's or whatever. I had a full-blown cheat day. So I've always had a weekly cheat day. That's probably why like, I can never get away from that because it's it, something that you do that long is so ingrained in you. Right. And we're talking like 25 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I did have that. And then I walked an hour every single day. So on the work day, I walked an hour at lunch and then I would eat at my desk. And then on weekends, I would take Tyler to the mall, put him in the stroller and I'd walk around Oak Ridge Mall because it was all one at the time. It was all one level and I would just walk around. Dude, that's smooth. So that's what I did. Who told you to walk? Just instinct? You just knew to I move? Just, I knew that I needed to exercise, but I the thought of exercising just, scared me. I had no idea how to exercise. I knew nothing about so, it. So let's pause there. So you walked, you got the 100 pounds off just by walking. Uh-huh. What finally made, got you unscared to say, I'm going to join a gym and probably start That was years later. How many years later? I'm just curious. We'll flip I the switch joined, for you. I joined the gym and you should know, Adam is the one who signed me up. It was 2007. Hey, my boy, my Adam. That's when I started working there. I started May, June, 2007. And, and I signed up in August of 2007. So wow. literally- that's crazy. A couple months later, we never knew, for the record, no. although rumors may rumors may be out there yeah, that like, we knew each other. No. We never, ever said a single solitary word to each other. Not a never. damn word for years, huh? Years. Not one word. No, I was separated. Let's let the record state. Yes. As I feel like there's always been like rumblings. Oh, well, you worked there for many years. I w- was there. I would go there by myself. We must have known each other, but we did no, not. No, no. It's better. You you didn't want to know me back then. I was a fool. I was a wild animal. Anyways, but yeah, that was in 2007. But back to the question, how did I maintain that weight loss? But I wanted to think, I, I did think about, okay, 1200 calories was really low. low. How did I do that? 
Yeah. One thing I do remember is I ate the same thing every day. So again, old habits die hard. I'm very much like that now. Like I would eat the same thing for a month at a time before I would switch it up because it was already calculated out and I didn't want to oh, have to. Oh, you don't have to mess with it. You already knew. You knew that for sure this yes. is 1,200 calories and this is good from here right here. But there's another thing that I did that helped me and I need to be honest about it. Do you remember Metabolife? Of course. Who, who doesn't of that era? Maybe the young kids don't, but that was mm -hmm. huge. So I took Metabolife and it suppressed my appetite. Because I had a big appetite back then too. So if you guys don't know, Metabolife was a fat burner back then and it had ephedra in it. Yes. Ephedra has now and back years ago was outlawed. <clears throat> it's illegal because it was giving people heart attacks. Yeah, strong. But it helped me to lose the weight. And not only did I lose, the, it curbed my appetite, but when I found out, like, did I ever tell you this? No. When I found out that it was about to be pulled from the shelves, I had this grand idea. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that story. That was smart. I bought as many bottles as I could afford, and I became like the Metabolife girl. Like, people knew that I had a stock of the meta the good Metabolife, and you they would- You upped the price tag, I hope. Oh, babe, I, I like tripled the price. Uh, I think I paid $30 a bottle, and I was selling it for $100 a bottle. Oh, my God. I wish I would have had any inkling. I would have done the same thing you did. But I bought it legally, so I bought it before, because you had noticed that it was going to be- you know, a certain date then it off was, the shelf. Yeah. yeah. So I bought it legally, FYI, but, and then I sold it. And I remember I became at my job at the time I worked at ADP was a payroll company. I was known as like the metabolite girl. There's probably still people out there. Who knows? Probably someone listening to the show right now that goes, uh -huh, I laughing. remember. Yeah. yeah I remember. Laugh, huh? So you were the girl I remember. Yeah. So that's hilarious. So that is what I did to suppress my appetite. So that's the truth. And I needed help back then. I need, I need help now. And now you do berberine. Now he's berberine. That's okay. Hey, at least you're <laughs> honest about it because what do I keep saying, man? Every little, whatever help you can get, that's yeah. not bad for you. Why not? Why not get that little assistance? But I didn't take it forever. I took it for until I lost the weight and that was it. Now I maintained my weight loss, but guess what? And this is what I've told you guys over and over again. I maintain my weight loss by what? Doing the exact same freaking thing. Yeah. Counting my calories. I never stopped counting my calories. Yeah. I just bumped them up. That's all I did. So I bumped them up and then I monitored my weight. I weighed myself every day. And if things started to creep up, I would pull back. Like, oh, I'm getting too loose. I'm probably getting too snacky. Yeah. Usually like once a year, I would have to go on. Back then I didn't call it a cut. I would just call it a diet. But I would go on a diet once a year because- Usually after the holidays, I would put on some weight during the holidays because I would get loose Yes. or after a vacation. So once or twice a year, I would put myself on a little diet where I would go back to what I knew, 1,200 calories. And I'll put some pictures up of when I was pretty heavy. The picture up that's up right now, that's right about when I, that's when I started because this was Christmas before I started my New Year's resolution. And there's not a lot of pictures, so I don't have a whole lot to share, but that's that. You this, hit from the camera. Yeah, the other one, this one up here, this was Halloween. So this was like three months before I started my journey. As you could tell, I was pretty large. And then there's the only picture that actually shows like part of my body. But this picture, I was already on my way down. I was already losing. Uh, I was probably, I remember actually feeling pretty good in those overalls. Wow. <laughs> How much like, did you hey. lose? I don't remember, but I felt good because yeah. I had probably lost 20 pounds or something already. Damn. But I do want to point out that the things I did not know back then were a big detriment to me. So I didn't know about eating protein and I didn't know about lifting weights. So yes, I did get very thin, but 
I looked thin and frail. I remember you thin at the gym. I have gym. very few pictures of this also because they're probably in an attic somewhere. Back this is before digital cameras. But I do have a picture up on the screen. I was so th- I was probably 100 pounds there. I remember the jeans I was wearing in this picture. This was a Vegas trip. Were size 12 little girls department jeans. Wow. That's how thin I was. And you were falling out of your pants. Not only was I really thin and frail, I was sick all the time. I would get sick all the time. Really? Yeah. I was wow. very, in fact, I got like some, they thought I had like lupus at one point. I had this anti-inflammatory, this infl- inflammation in my body. I was not a healthy person. Being and it's skinny. Be- and it's because. What do you think it was? Nutrient deficiency. Yeah. Oh, you're right. For one, I was probably not eating enough fats because I was counting calories and trying to keep calories low. So oh. I was probably going for everything fat free. Yeah. With no, f- guess what happens when you don't eat fats? You don't absorb nutrients. Even if you are eating nutritious things, you will not absorb them unless you are taking in a minimum amount of fats. 20% of your calories should come from fat. Oh. It's very easy to do, but not if you're eating fat free. So yeah. my hair was really thin. My, I was frail looking. I wasn't, I had no muscle tone, but I did maintain that for a long time. And then like you said, so this was where I lost the weight by 1999, like 2000. And then it wasn't until seven years later that I wanted, that I got into working out. I started to work out, but I still would, was not comfortable lifting weights and no. I still didn't eat protein. No. I always I saw you on the same cardio machine yeah. when I came into the gym. The first time I started lifting weights was with you. No shit. Mm-hmm. No, I saw you with your son a few times. But I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Oh, you didn't know? You were just pretending? No. I was on the elliptical mostly with Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was. I didn't actually start lifting weights. And then I remember after a few months with you, yeah. I could see like a little muscle tone in my arms. Yeah, because I didn't want you doing cardio. I wanted you to just lift because you're yeah, already thin. And I then so I corrected thin. your posture. You had bad posture. Like oh, you can yeah. see in the picture like this. Like, hey, I'm, hi, my name's Janine and I'm skinny and weak. I'm joking. I'm just messing with you. That's so mean. Do you know what he said to me the other day? I'm going to put you on blast. Uh, He said to me, let the record show. I fell in love with you like that. I was like, what is that supposed to mean? What? Because when I was all skinny and whatever. Oh, no. Because you're blonde. You had a different look. I was just joking. I go, but you loved. And I said, I got to let the record show. You love me through thick and thin, too, because I've been a big boy. Literally. a beast. Thick and thin. You want to see a picture? She'll put it up for you guys. Oh, they know. Then we've... Yeah. Oh my Anyways, goodness. so the moral of the story is you, the, you're going to maintain the weight loss how, how you lost it to begin with. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people make. They do. They go, you got to go back to the drawing board. Because you we have got you to the race the first time so and get you there again. If you're doing unsustainable things, you're not going to be able to sustain your results. It just won't happen. And even though my things that I were doing weren't the healthiest, it was all I knew at the time. Listen, you got no excuses now. Because if you're listening to this podcast, None. you have enough information. Way more than enough. We're in. 20, yeah. We're going into 2024. You got the internet. You got. You can go become a trainer online if you want. You got lots. You can yeah. reach out to us. Now I did. So I maintained my weight loss all the way up until when? Until I started partying with this guy. Then I started to creep up. 
That's true. Because of the alcohol. We did a lot of court, courting and we we're drinking, partying and then eating out eating after out, the club like dummies. Eating out and alcohol yeah. started to creep up. So I crept yeah. up for sure. And then we both crept up together. Yeah. And then we obviously- you know, I kept cre- I kept crepting up. You want to pull back. Like, I-, I had enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I kept going. Because I had made, I'm like, no way. I've stayed thin my whole life, yeah. like all these years and I'm letting it go now. What the heck? No, no. You're good at that. Yeah. So even now, look- That's the key to long-term weight loss maintenance is monitoring it and pulling back. And don't be afraid of the scale, you guys. Make it your best friend. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I did do a lot of is I weighed myself a lot. It was not always in the healthiest way. I'm not going to pretend that when I lost that weight, it was always in the healthiest way. Some days I was really hungry, and I remember I would just drink Diet Coke. (laughs) I would just like drink. Because I, I didn't want to eat. And I remember, and this is, I'm talking about years ago. I remember there was a time where my scale broke and I was like, oh my God, my scale broke. So I didn't have a scale. And this is back before Amazon days where you could quickly order one. I didn't have a scale for a couple of weeks. And I remember I got paranoid that I couldn't weigh myself. So I really pulled back on my eating even more because I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to gain weight. I was so scared to get fat again. I'm sorry if it's triggering you, but this is the truth. Okay. I'm just trying to be honest. Yeah, it's good. When I got my scale and stepped on it, I was shocked. I was 98 pounds. How'd that make you feel? Can I be honest? Yeah. Be honest. I was happy. Hey, that's like, uh, you probably are like, holy moly. How did I come? And you already had two grown adult, two kids. No. Did I have it? No, I was 98 pounds. This was shortly before I conceived Alyssa. Oh, okay. Wow. I was happy. I wish I could say, oh no, I was so upset because I was getting a little too thin. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I would be lying. I was happy. And in my head I got, well, everyone says, Janine, you're too skinny, but I'm like, I'd rather be too skinny than too fat. Good. And that, and I'm not saying it was the right way to feel. I'm not saying that I didn't develop some disordered patterns at that time. I have since fully come out of that and corrected those things. And now I have, I took a look at things so differently. I look at them from a health perspective and how my body feels and yes. my machine and, and feeling good. Not, it's not just about looking good or it's not about a number on the scale anymore. No. But I just want to be honest and say at that time it was, and I was happily 98 pounds. And, and then what happened is I got pregnant with Alyssa. And so then I gained 40 pounds with her, a healthy amount of weight. So I, I just, was careful while yeah, I was pregnant. Yeah. So I gained I gained uh, 40 pounds with her. I was 140 pounds when I delivered, and then I lost it immediately. I what? went right back to counting calories. I just, that's what I did. I can't, And I think that's why when I say, guys, I can track a macro, I can figure out how many calories is in a plate, that's because I've been doing this shit for 25, years. You've been doing it longer years. than me. Count, yeah. I haven't started counting calories. Really, The only really time I really started counting calories when I learned keto. Yeah. And, I don't even remember how I counted. You counted. didn't. I did it for you. Yeah, you calculated. <laughs> now I do my own with the macros. Thank God you and, do and it. And I've mastered it for me. Anyways, guys, so that is my story. Hopefully you can learn from it. What you can't, what I want you to get from that story is this. You're going to maintain your weight loss, how you lost it. So if you're doing crazy, not healthy, non-sustainable methods right now, it's going to be very difficult to maintain your results. You need to it's going to backfire. You need to shift. Yeah. You know, I, every once in a while, I want you to check in with yourself and say, what I'm doing right now, is this something I can sustain long-term? Is this lifestyle changes? 
And your answer should be yes. Yes, you're going to have to lose weight again. It's going to creep up again because that's life, right? Vacations, holidays, just keep a close eye on it, monitor things. And just like I did years ago, if things start to creep up, pull back in the way that you know how, in the healthier way, not the metabolite crazy ways I did back then. Yeah, crazy methods. Fast for five days in a row. I didn't fast for five days in a row. I know. I'm just making joke. I'm poking fun. Yeah, but you say that people are going to believe it. That I did not do. And I'm I didn't do. Jo- I'm joking. I'm being joking. honest. I, yeah, there, I'm there was rumors. In did the you di- fast back then? No. Oh, okay. I don't. Maybe I did. I don't know. But yeah. there was rumors in my family and stuff that like I had an eating disorder or that I was bulimic and trigger warning you guys for eating disorders. But I wasn't. I, I was not. In terms of that, I didn't have a diagnosed eating disorder. I probably had a little body dysmorphia and some disordered habits around my body and things like that. But I, yeah. but I didn't do anything other than the metabolite. That's it. That's all I did. Interesting. Yep. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to go enjoy my donuts and couch rod. Oh, I'll be honest. Yes. Yeah. We're going to go chill. <laughs> be bombs rest of the day. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the see next ya. one. Yeah.